And that's part of the, you know, like, why should we believe God? Well, you won't believe God if you don't have a relationship with him. Right. You know, right. you won't believe you won't believe what he tells you to do, because I think there's a lot of people that believe in God. Right. They do. They believe that there's an intelligent designer, a, creator, higher, power. a higher power, but they don't believe God. Right. In other words, like they won't because they don't believe God. They don't change aspects of their life in order mm-hmm. to become what God expects them to become. That's deep right there. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Back Pew Podcast. My name's Nick. I'm one of the co-hosts here with Justin and Caesar. And today we sit down and talk about the question, why should we believe God? Stay tuned. It's not double wing hey, up. Hold on, so. hold on. I mean, it sounds Gosh, really it's so good. Annoying. Yeah, but I mean, I'm like, oh no. Yeah, but you gotta <laughs> figure like out when you're, when you're kid, okay. you know, they're like, I'm like, close your mouth. Well, I'm, I'm close your mouth. I'm purposely doing it like this one. <laughs> yeah, because I want to know what it is. I'm trying yeah. to figure it out. What is it? Uh, you, you, know what? Orbit. you know what? I, I think it's orbit. Those, no, 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 no. It's those ones that say like, like take one, take two. It's one of those. Take one, take two. Yeah, yeah, where you can take it out of the little tin thing. Oh, plastic. Yeah, so it is. that's like Did orbit. Though. Is, is it, it orbit? That's the orbit one. Oh, okay. that, all right, that, that's my guess. Is the orbit? The orbit. Yeah. Is that your final answer? Yeah. yeah. What about your neck? He's totally. Yeah, orbit. I was gonna say orbit too. <laughs> well, yeah, like spearmint orbit. Well, I mean, you can go bed down on, double down on it, and yeah, double down. You're gonna double or should down. Should I go like? Well, should dude, I go like double? You can have that one. All right, yeah. I'll take. I'll take. Uh, <laughs> I, I really like Trident, but nobody buys that anymore. What do people buy? I haven't even chewed gum. Oh, Mentos, maybe? Mentos? I, I don't think anybody buys that. I, mean, I know. So I always see I it think, at the uh, store. I think the Big Five. I think there's that gum, Big Five. Big so five. it's definitely That's not a popular Big five, one. you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I could be giving it away. Hey, it might be bubble gum. You never know. Maybe you got it from one of his kids, right? He's like, ah, just take that bubble gum. So who's going to your own so- kid's gum? <laughs> it's awful. All right. No, what, is what is it? I'm, I'm, I'm what is it? I'm done. I'm done. Tell me. You had it right the first time. It was Trident. Oh, was it really? Yeah. <laughs> you buy Trident? Dude, I that's didn't know crazy. anybody still did that. That's awesome. I got that's it because it was crazy. on sale. Two packs for two fifty. Yeah, that's right. And Trident, this is man. what we talk about in the back pew. <laughs> 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 what kind of gum is Caesar chewing? Right. Oh my gosh. Uh, Next time it'll be a bag of chips. So of get ready chips. for that. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of chips? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Quick, we got to figure it out. It sounds like... <laughs> Sounds like he's enjoying his gum. You know, you got to let him enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. You as the viewer, go ahead and drop what you think, (laughs) what kind of chips. We'll reveal it at the end of the episode. Drop it in the comments. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Yeah, I'll pull for it. For (laughs) sure. For sure. We could do that. Uh, (laughs) That's rad. Well... Are we live? I can't believe We are it. live. Yeah, oh, we've been right recording now, that whole off. thing. Yeah, oh definitely. Gosh, oh, we're going to post that too. Oh, you know, it's, oh why? Okay. People are going <laughs> to people are going to be like, oh. Well, I think it's interesting. Like, what is he chewing? Yeah, well, it was Trident Gum. <laughs> Trident for the win. Trident for the that's win. That's awesome. I can't believe it. That was a good guess, huh? It was. I mean, I, I should have just stuck with it. I know, but you you quickly moved away from it. Because you were looking at me like, you were looking at me like, yo, you're wrong. And I was like, I just reading you. You know what it is? It's a poker face. Ah, that's good. Poker face. 
Nice. Yeah, play poker on the back of you too. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes it's what you got to do. Man, that'd be kind of a cool podcast episode. Just have a poker table and you're playing poker or blackjack. Is, no, people feel it probably, well, I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, people think we're already sinners anyways. Hmm. But Welcome. that's all right. <laughs> uh, what's one more, right? What's one more, right? I mean, yeah, no, that's not a good idea. So anything new with you guys? You've been doing anything fun, interesting, just... Surviving this heat out here in Tulare, California. Oh, man, what was it? 100, degrees. 110 today. Mm, 110, hot, 112. Hot, hot, hot. hot. Yeah, it was 112 on Sunday when yeah. we were at church. 112. I was like, man, really? I'm getting out of there. I got in my car. It was 99 degrees at like 1130. At night, right? In the morning. Oh, in the morning, yeah. Yeah, That's but at night, too, it was like, we couldn't even open our windows. We had to run the AC. I know. It was still like 95 degrees outside at By electricity 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. Like, holy moly. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, but, I was over in uh, Canada this last week. Oh, man. Yeah, it was actually very nice. Was it? Very man? nice weather, yeah, yeah. It's like Seattle weather. Right, so it's partly cloudy. I'm gonna say gloomy. Yeah, kind of gloomy. gloomy a little I've been bit. But when the sun time. comes out, it's really nice. I haven't right? been there, but yeah. I want to. Yeah, I've been to Seattle one. It's one of my time. cities to go to. Why? Really? I have no reason. I just want to. You just like mm-hmm. Seattle. Yeah. I like Denver. Denver looks That's what I really like. Yeah, the Rocky Mountains. And uh, I really like uh, Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah. Mm. Salt Lake City. That's just nice. Well, and I'm partial because I I go elk hunt, you know, in Utah every year. But that is, uh, I just like Utah. Hmm. There's so much to do, you know. The I can't mountains say are right I've spent there. that much you, time over there. I mean, I've 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 done a couple of uh, I had a couple of you know land there, do something for a day, and then fly out. Yeah, but not like enough time to plan out where I'm going to be there a whole week. So let me figure out what else there is to do to see something that might be interesting. Yeah. Uh, so no, I, I can't, I can't claim it. I don't think in, in my opinion that I actually know that area, but the guy we elk hunt with, he lives in Draper, which is just South of the big Salt Lake city area that's up there. And, um, my one, one time my dad called him when he was interviewing for him for a job and the guy was in his backyard, uh, spotting a deer with his spotting scope on the side of the hill. I mean, cause the mountains are right there. I mean, they go straight, almost straight up right from that, that Salt Lake city Valley. It's beautiful. Mm. I love it. That's cool. And if I could move there, it'd be great. But, you know, can't all get what we want, right? Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, so you went to Bible camp, though, recently, didn't I you? Did. I yeah, did. I did go to Bible Yosemite, camp. All the way in Yosemite. Man, you know, you think Bible camp is going to be like, you know, oh, so spiritually refreshing. Yeah. And then you get there and it's frigging chaos the whole week. And see, I'm a cabin counselor every year. I've been, I've been going there for 11 years now, I think, is the is the uh number uh minus one year mm-hmm. so maybe 10 mm-hmm. maybe 10 years because we met everybody missed everything in covid but, and uh, every year i have a group, great group of guys was but you said you've been going 11 years is that 11 years uh to the same you'll say the same camp okay yeah so i started with the, the last last year my, the group of guys i started with is pre-campers graduated high school it's really weird because uh when i met them they were like seven or eight i wasn't even a christian yet i hadn't even been baptized you know i, I was you know, they let me come to camp and be a cowboy. Of course, I was in there with somebody, but man, I was still, you know, cleaning up some things in my life. And, you know, a couple of them were, crown, you know, me uh, stubbing toes and saying words that I shouldn't have said. And, right. um, you know, but all through that journey, I mean, those guys and those guys, you know, they often come to my house and meet on Tuesdays now. You know, it's interesting. You talk about like stubbing your toe and you want to say something you just shouldn't say. Yeah. Right. I think it's like one of the hardest things to once you once you've done it to to overcome that language issue. Right. Right. And um, which prophet was it that said that? 
right? It was, um, I'm trying to remember. Once you do it, it's hard to, no, 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 no. He said when he, when he went, when, um, he has vision with God yeah, and God takes him up. Right. And then he says, Oh no, what was me? Right. I'm a man of unclean lips and I live in a nation of unclean, unclean lip, right? Everybody's speaking, saying these things that aren't good. And then the angel goes and he grabs the tongs and he grabs a, a, a burning coal and he touches it to his lips. Right. It says you're clean. Right. Mm. I believe that is uh, not Isaiah, but the one. I want to say I've heard that. It's I'll, the one I'll, right after Isaiah. This is the first I hear of such a thing. Really? Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. wow. I'm gonna, I'm now I'm going to get my, my, uh, my app going here so I can tell you what it is. All right. Well, yeah, Justin see. finds that. So, uh, You've been going for there, and how was the experience then? Like it was. Uh, oh, it was good, man. I recommend everybody go to Bible camp. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. But you say it was chaos in hell. What made it so crazy? <laughs> it's chaos. Well, I mean, you you spend a whole week ministering to kids, and so you think, you know, in your mind when you go, you think, oh, it's going to be relaxing. I'm not going to have to do much, and then it's just cons. It's like constant ministry. You start to understand why why Jesus, after he's ministering to people. Um, Oh, my wife, I pastored. Okay. Um, you start to understand why Jesus said, I need to be alone. Um, when he, after he healed all those people, you're like, good grief, man. I, I, I wish this was a, so that's how you felt after your, I mean, it's great. Camp. I love after it. The week long, you felt like you just needed some time to regroup. After yeah. And I didn't, I took hardcore. off and went to Tahoe with my wife and dropped the kids off at the grandparents' house and was gone from Wednesday to Saturday. And then I had to come back and then I had to preach. And so I had to recalculate everything I'd worked on. So you really haven't taken your little break. Nope. Not at all. Hardcore. Hardcore. Yeah. yeah. Strong. Okay. Sorry. I think that's why I got sick. So too. it's Isaiah. So I was right the first time. It's Isaiah six, five. Woe is me. Woe to me. I cried. I am, I'm ruined for I am a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord almighty. Mm-hmm. So, so nice. I thought, I always thought that was interesting. Cause it's like, you know, he's a normal guy. Do he's not Isaiah was just a normal guy that God used. Yeah. And so, you know, to get, to get that where he's like, Oh man, I'm in the presence of God and I'm just as guilty as everybody else of having unclean lips. Right. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And I've had, a, I've had a few, I've had a few stumps in, in Bible camp. You know, you try to like, you know, you try to be a good example, set a good example. And, you know, sometimes your past just kind of creeps in when you're not looking for it. And that, you know, it's, it's like a trigger. Um, Cause obviously, you know, I didn't grow up in the church and, um, I was not trained uh, not to curse. I was told not to, but there was no why behind why I shouldn't do it. So I just did it. You know, mom and dad weren't around. I just say whatever I want, you know? Um, And, and so it's kind of ingrained in my mind um, to, you know, I have to suppress it, but I still at times fall into that, that regression. Yeah. As long as you're not repeating every other word is a bad word. It's <laughs> yeah. like, my God, your vocabulary I mean, really needs to expand. Have you ever, have you ever been asked that? Like, well, why is it, why are bad words, bad words? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and why, you know, do, why do people say, Oh, you shouldn't say bad words? You know, um, why, why is it, you know, that people put on a pedestal that, you know, saying curse words is, Oh, it's a sin, you know? Um, right. cause I don't, I don't, I don't know that I could definitively, other than a few few verses in scripture, definitively say that that language is 
you know, language, harsh language is a sin other than when it's being used towards other people. But, so in a derogatory manner. But how do we come up with these certain words? Who baptized these words? Or this word is baptized to I know. be a bad one. I know. I have no idea. I have no idea. It could have easily been something I mean, else. But I'm sure it was. Yeah. I'm sure every at every time, every point in time, there was a different way. Of I mean, that's not to, that's right? not to say you justify that no, kind no, of no, language, no, no, no. but oh, yeah, yeah. but not at all. But I mean, I mean, yeah. First Peter discusses that. First Peter three ten. Yeah, right. Kind of yeah. goes over that. So uh, Ephesians, I think it's Ephesians four thirty one or thirty two, where he's uh, where he talks about this idea of, uh, or maybe it's. In Colossians, anyways, one of them he says, right. "Let your let your speech be seasoned with salt." Right? Yeah. And so, in other words, he's telling them, you know, don't don't speak harshly in in reference to your brothers. Right? If you right. if if you're if it's one thing if you you know you stub your toe, you know that's like the common answer. You get angry and you just just comes out. Right? It's another thing to break somebody down with those kinds of words, and that's sure. where I think the sin comes in. Sure, it, um, I think it's an intent too, right? And I, and I don't think it's a sign of spiritual maturity. I think the sign of spiritual maturity is how you treat others, not how much Bible you know or how much Bible you can recite or how much Bible you can practice. It's it's how you treat other people mm-hmm. and how you build on those relationships. Yeah. So yeah. we've been talking for a while. No, that's. Uh, I think we've been. been uh, we been didn't quite get to the, the the topic that we were trying. And so to get they got to, twelve right? minutes of uh, twelve minutes of banter there that they're going to have to sift through the, before they actually get to what we're but really. You know what? It about. might be interesting, actually. Yeah, yeah. 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 just a little bit and of history. Can, we yeah. did talk about your you know, your past and uh, how you you went to Yosemite Bible Camp, how your week was done, how you've counseled the children. Yeah, you know how you you know you said that even God Himself went it took a break after yeah. He did so much healing, so. We talked about that. It has references. Yeah. You know, to, oh, no, to, and I and I love camp. Lord. Don't don't get me wrong. Don't mishear me. Did I you, love Bible camp. Have you been I a counselor going. all these years? Yeah. All have these you ever years. went as a student yourself, maybe nope. by an elder? Nope. No. I just started I just started as a have as you a camp ever counselor? gone as a student nope. before? Never. So since day one, you've always been a counselor. I have been a counselor. Teacher. You know, yeah. I, I have I'm about the, to uh, ask you, Justin. Yeah, I have, I've I've oh. gone to Christian camp before. Uh, quite a few. It was uh we we did a Heartland Christian camp multiple times when I was younger. Uh, with the church that I was with in the neighborhood. And uh, yeah, it was good experiences. I have, uh, I definitely still have some memories of there that I'm sure we can cover at another time. Yeah. So. We could just talk have about you it. gone as a counselor or no, just as a... No, just, just as a... a attendee. Student. Yeah, attendee. Yeah, yeah. Those are always good. It's always good to do go. Do you guys do activities kid. at these camps? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, the, the whole I mean, thing not is just, just, just doing Bible stuff. verses, right? No. All day, every day. Oh, there's there's yeah. games, there's doing stuff, there's, you know, spiritual time, there's prayer, there's singing, there's everything. Yeah, because I've had one through before i went to one before yeah. one and one. i could the most i can remember is that we played a lot of soccer we played a lot of soccer, a lot of soccer. One. yes wow. <laughs> but yeah. yeah they're they're pretty fun but yeah so you guys want to hear a joke corny bible joke knock knock here's okay our, here's our corny bible joke let's see if you can guess what's a guessing joke no i'm just i didn't no, know there not, was a guessing joke no. <laughs> <laughs> why why couldn't they play cards on the ark hmm Noah was always standing on the deck. <laughs> Hold on, let me see here. I got a couple of them. Wow. <laughs> They're stupid corny hey, jokes. Where's that? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, where is it? Hold on, let's find it. Oh, where is it right here? Is it right here? Oh, yeah, that's better. Ah, there we go. That was the button. That was the button. Hold on. Oh, oh man. But what kind of man was Boaz before he married Ruth? I don't even know who these people are. 
Really, Boaz? Sorry, it's all right. I'm new. It's all he right. He was no. ruthless. Oh, that's that's good. <laughs> that's I like good that one. one. He was ruthless. Right. Yeah, you know, don't forget to uh, drop your best Bible jokes in the comments too. No, I'm just kidding. You don't have to do that. But yeah, um, <laughs> the book of Ruth is really short. Is it? So yeah, really it, it'll take you if if you actually just sit there and read through it. It, it shouldn't take more than a couple of hours to read through. It's okay. actually a decent. Book. But Ruth is also in the genealogy of Jesus. Yes, and so, she is a Moabite. Yeah. Ruth. Yes, Ruth, mm-hmm. a Moabite. Yeah, I actually is, uh, started which is reading. Interesting because you know Moabites weren't someone that uh, the Israelites were supposed to intermingle with. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting. Yeah, oh, yeah. So the big question for today: Why should we believe God? Why should we believe like what His Word? Yeah. Why should we believe God like what He says? Because right, what God he, says. Because God oh. is the Word, and the Word is God. Uh, and the bird is the word. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I was kind of curious where Caesar was going to go with it. So yeah, I, gonna, I, okay, I wanted so to know. take it, man. So take why it. should we believe God? Why should we believe God? Like, you know, that's a very, very great question. Actually, why should we believe God? I mean, I mean, I mean, I have, I have an, an answer. I think I, ha- I have a couple answers. <laughs> you have a couple yeah. answers. Oh, I've, been, I've been thinking about it for a while. I don't, mm-hmm. You have to forgive me because I mean, for for me, I'm not trying to totally interrupt you, but. To me, there's multiple questions that can be asked about that, right? Yeah. Right. What do you mean by what did God say? Right? Right. So are you saying, why should I believe God? Why no. should I believe what He what he's saying? Why should I believe what Jesus said? Or are you saying, why should I believe what the Bible is telling me? Right. right? Well, so there's well, all kinds of little well, intermediate things. It goes back things. to that, that phrase um, or in that story with Abraham where it says that Abraham believed God and was counted to him as righteousness. Sure. Right. And so that's where the question is derived from is this idea is Abraham believed God, not what, not he, not a, that it was that he believed in God, right? Which is part of the problem. I think there's a lot of people who believe in God, but they don't believe God. Well, I think that also has to go back to if you look at Abraham. Right. If we're looking at Old Testament Abraham right. and you think about where he was at in that yeah. at that time where God's telling him, Hey, you need to you need to leave leave your family, leave everything and go. Right? Right. And uh which is something that's really interesting to me to think about what that actually means to him. So when you look at the genealogy and you start looking at the dates on who was born when, it's a high probability that Abraham would have known like uh one of Noah's sons. So it's a yeah. high probability at being that age that you would know uh, somebody uh, from that age or that mm. era who would have been able to pass that down to you and tell you about, it. I mean, who wouldn't go visit right, right. a 700 year old grandpa, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean I'd be era. interested to know what they were. Yeah. What they, I mean, so, totally different era though, too. You know? Right. It's right. not like what we're dealing with in today's world, sure. which is part of the issue. Well, yeah, sure. But I mean, know. but, it, but, Outside of that, outside of that answer that I'm I'm just kind of thinking about with Abraham, right, is, is that, okay, for me, why do I believe, firstly, that the world was created, and secondly, that Jesus came, Mm -hmm. right? So those are two, two fundamental questions that have to be answered before you can answer the question, why can you believe what Jesus said or what God is saying. Well, I mean, maybe look at it from, maybe look at it from the human standpoint. You know, why did you trust your parents to put food on the table for you when you were little? You know, one, cause you didn't know any different. Right. And number two is because you, you know, that was your source of 
almost everything. When you're a young kid, you know, you trust without even thinking about it without even, and then you get, as you get older, you kind of fall out of that, that framework. Yeah, but for but, me, it's track record. But those things still also goes, goes in hand that the parents and growing up is because you have actual parents there. They're actually yeah. telling you things. Things are right there in the flesh. You believe it. You see it. You feel it. You know it. Right. Well, the problem right now is, is that a lot of people are, are waiting for that message. Like right. about God, is God real? I mean, you know, there, there's that thing. Oh, if he's real, then do this or smite me. Or right. you have to sometimes have to have a realization, have a moment, have a feeling, have a, you know, a, a connection with God for you to actually believe that what, what that he is there yeah. and that what he is saying is real because we can go ahead and read the Bible, but if you're not believing yourself in God or even feel it or even have that, that inner voice telling yeah. you something, then it's not, all for nothing really though. But that's the difference that growing up as a children, we were taught this way because we have parents there. We don't have actual, like, how can I say in a way, we don't have a physical presence really that we can see God. It's more of spirituality kind of feel where I, like I turned because I felt the spirit and I felt, yeah. you know, something telling me that this is real. And I believe it. That's why I'm following it because I, I, I spiritually believe it. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I mean, I don't know for me, I take it. I've always kind of taken a more different approach cause I'm just a different person. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that's the way for everybody right. is, is not necessarily all spiritual. Right. I mean, right. but that's cool too. Yeah. Um, but for me, I'm more like, okay, well, if you look at, uh, the fact that it, everything started from something, right. Cause you can't have something created from nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. You can't, and nobody can create something out of nothing. It's not possible. Uh, and to think that everything was created from a, a little tiny speck and then we all just appeared right randomly and over millions of years, right? You just keep adding time and magically things work out. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, which is really ridiculous in my point of view, right? Because if I take uh, the Mona Lisa and I cut it up into the little squares and I stick it above my desk and I drop it, it's not going to still look like a Mona Lisa when I'm done, right? And that's all I did was add time. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So, okay, well maybe I just need to add more time. So I'll go fly. I'll, I'll get up 30,000 feet. I'll do the same thing. I mean, logically it's not going to be the same picture at the bottom, right? Whenever right. I get down there. So, I mean, for me, it's more like that kind of a thing that just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to go the other way. It takes more faith to believe that we are created out of nothingness than it does to believe that there was a creator. And so then if you could say, okay, there was someone who was a, a creator, then Obviously, he's trying to talk to me. I would think that the creator would have something, right? Right. If you see, uh, you know, uh, somebody's pupils or their eyes, they're 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 so unique and different, and it's specific for that one person. It's so hard to believe that that could have been created from just something random. It just doesn't really to me. It just doesn't work, right? And so, so then, okay, then the then the question goes into in my mind is, okay, well, then who's right? Right. If there's a God, okay, there's a couple of different belief systems for, for that. So which one is right? Is it, is it, um, is Muhammad right? Right. Right. Well, so then it kind of, then I start getting into, okay, so who was Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. uh, who are these, who are these people that are claiming it? And if you look at the, the different, uh, aspects of each, each one of those religions, I'm just kind of really quickly go over it. 
um, or as quick as I can, because I'm not an expert. <laughs> yeah. But if you look at it, I mean, uh, Jesus was the only one that had multiple eyewitnesses um, confirming what he did, mm-hmm. right? And then on t- on top of that, he the witnesses wrote it down in less than, uh, I think the one that I was looking at the other day was a big, maybe a hundred years at the most uh, as a copy. So if it was copied after a hundred years, then that means the first one was a lot sooner than that. Right. Right. Yeah. So now you're getting into like 20 years afterwards. Okay. So when you think of Plato or Aristotle, right, we all know those people and all that stuff was written down hundreds of years after, after that. But yet we accept that. But mm. a lot of people just don't accept the fact that you've got four eyewitnesses mm-hmm. who are saying they saw this. Right. Yeah. Right. And so that's, that's the other thing that, that takes place. Like Muhammad, his eyewitnesses that said he did miracles was like 500, 600 years after he did something. It's like, so it's a high probability that they're just making it up because he didn't even affirm that he did it, nor did his eyewitnesses. It was somebody, it was somebody who randomly, you know, wrote it down. It's like, okay. I wonder how that works. Right. Like you're saying right now, all of a sudden, oh, Jesus made this miracle. Yeah. And I'm not there to really witness. Yeah. It you're not there to witness right. it. You're just adding. Right. It, right. So wow. that's crazy. I, I saw a reel on Instagram the other day and it was uh, like a reenactment of the, the 12 apostles and they're sitting around yeah, the fire. Did you see that one? one? And he's like, he's like, I've got a plan. We're going to steal his body. It, like, I mean, yes, like, that's a great idea. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. And then he's like, wait, and then we'll get killed for it. How about that? Yeah. What's in it for us? <laughs> we all die. <laughs> it's just funny, man. Cracking me up. I mean, it, it just amazes me. I, I like to use this illustration when I'm, when I'm thinking about actually believing, um, believing something, not necessarily believing in something, but believing something that someone says, I think I was about, must've been eight, uh, seven or eight. My brother was little and he was really into, um, have I told you guys this story before? No, No. you haven't heard this one. Okay. So my brother, he was really into, you know, Superman and Batman and, Mm -hmm. you know, he, he he recalls this story too. And it just makes me laugh because I'm like, how did I come up with this? And so he's one day he's got a Superman cape on and he's running around jumping on the couches and punching stuff and punching me. And I'm just trying to watch my show. You know, I'm not trying to bother anybody. I'm not trying to be crazy. You know, of course, Superman's on. So I'm watching Superman, you know, it's old cartoon and he comes over and he hits me once and I kind of just look at him and he does it again. He does it a third time. And I'm like, if I hit him, my mom's going to kill me. I mean, she's standing right in the kitchen and I'm thinking to myself, if I punch him, you know, I'm going to get in trouble. So here's how I'm not going to get in trouble. And so I said, Hey bro, you see that mirror at the end of the hall? If you jump through that mirror, you could be Superman. And he looked at me oh, no. like this, like, really? Oh no. And I said, I said, go. I said, you, I think you can do it. I think you can really become Superman. As fast as his little legs could move, he ran towards that mirror, ran straight into it and cracked, broke the whole mirror. Oh no. I mean, didn't cut himself. Nothing happened oh, to him. God, thank but me. <laughs> but that just goes to show you the power of belief. Like when you really believe in something, he believed every word I said and he did it. And I was rolling on the floor laughing, of course, afterwards. And my mom's like, Oh my baby. Right. You know, but it was hilarious. I still remember that story. You know, that's the, that I think of when I think of that, I think of that passage where, you know, we were part of the other side of Abraham's story where he is, asked by God to sacrifice his son, mm. right? His well, only son. Mm-hmm. 
you know, on an altar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and at the well, I mean, not only that, but yeah. okay. Okay. Let's go back a little bit because just to think that, think about the guy that wasn't witness to what God said to yeah. Abraham about uh, yeah. circumcision. Right? right. And then Abraham comes back and it was like, it's very specific. That very day, Abraham went back and circumcised everyone. Right. Wow. And so to think about it, think about it. You're one of his servants and he comes up to you and he says, all right, guys, let's do this. Yeah. We're, we're going to cut off your foreskin. And you go, uh, uh, what, uh, what are we doing? What's uh, that? Okay. Are you sure? What did, what did God actually say to you? Tell me can what you, he actually can you said. Give me some uh, golden tablets, please. I really yeah. want to see what God said. <laughs> Could you ask him to tell me personally? <laughs> I believe that. I think that he said it was your skin, not foreskin. Your skin. You just heard it wrong. Go back. Go back and ask. Your skin, not foreskin. <laughs> yeah. Go back and ask because I'm pretty sure that's not what God said. Oh, I'm pretty man. sure a lot of people hey, probably hey, took hey, that hey, route Abraham. and said, like, are you sure about that? Like, uh, can I have God tell me that yeah. actually? But hey, I mean, that uh, Abraham is hearing voices again, yeah. and this time he heard the word foreskin. But we think he heard the word your, your skin. skin. <laughs> it was your skin. Yeah, right. It's clearly your skin. So I mean, you don't yeah, have to just, do it that, dude. Times. But I mean, that's just impressive. Like, yeah. that everybody in the household just did it. Well, yeah, right? Abraham was a credible man. He was credible. Explain. He was, he was a credible individual. So why would somebody do something if they're, why would, so like, if you told me, um, you know, I want you to jump off the, jump off the roof. Um, and, and I didn't, because if you jump off the roof, well, you're going to become a leprechaun and you'll have an instant pot of gold. you know, let's just say that that's the story. That sounds interesting. I, okay. I'm, I'm already All right. on board. Uh, okay. Uh, so, I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to jump. So, hey, so if you jump off that roof, you'll get a pot of gold. You become a leprechaun and you can, you know, shape shift and all that stuff and have all these cool powers. Oh, that's so far. Well, it's kind of piling on no, the okay. first part about the but, pot of gold. Well, right. I'm so okay I have with. a question after this. Actually. Okay. All right. But I'm, I'm just saying like, if, 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 if someone with a credible background, the ethos, you know, the credibility okay. was like, I need you to do this. Right. And there was no, like, you know, you probably have people who work for you that you tell them something and they don't question you about it. They just go do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Or you have, or you have friends or family or people that you're close to people that you build a relationship with that they tell you things and you're like, okay, I'll do it. Even though there might be a little bit of hesitancy at first, you do it because you believe what that person said. Sure. That the result is going to come from what that person said. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I didn't finish my you know pot of gold illustration, but I was well, no, no, trying to, but, I was but trying it makes to build sense. that up. I, I know, you know what you're saying, uh, but it's it's uh, I don't know. I mean, the way that I that that I thought about it just then, right? The yeah. way I was talking about it, which is it to me, even if I was that worker, I I don't know if I would be like. I think I'm out. But that's what I'm getting to as like, well, what really is there examples of what made Abraham credible? If he's going, it's, did he really go back and start doing what he, you guys just stated? Did he really start going circumcised? Yeah. yeah okay. That very so, yeah. Everybody. What what made him so, so what made him so credible? What did people decide he, he to follow a, him? He was the leader. Leader you know, of leader of his family, yeah, right? Okay, family. of his family. But yeah. are we talking about that he went and did it for the town as well? Or no, it was, no, it was no, just his, his just, just his family. family. His yeah. immediate okay. family, his his slaves or servants, however you want to call it, uh his all of his males in his household. So yeah. anybody who was born of his and, household or born in his household or uh someone who joined him even against their own will. Well, it doesn't say that. It just says know, that everybody went along getting. with it, right? right? So if everybody went along with it, then that means like to what, what uh, Nick's saying here is that, okay, look, if 
if you've got somebody who's saying, uh, hey, let's do this, and everybody just does it, then you can assume that the, the guy is like super credible in what he's telling them to do. Or they're just like, you know what? I believe it. Let's do it. Let's or go. just like Nick with his story, the power of faith, man. Yeah. When you yeah. believe power it. Of, power of trust. I mean, really. I mean, it, it's all in that, that same, that same kind of fold is that, you know, when you tr really trust somebody, I mean, it's hard not to do or act in the way that they ask you to act. Right. So the, the part of trust that comes in on that side is the relationship that, that are built. So you got to think from the human side of Abraham, the, the amount of time that he had spent with those individuals within his family, mm -hmm. his slaves, his servants, his wife, you know, whoever was around him. There, there's a good chance that he had built solid personal relationships, which is, which is, I think is at the core of credibility. It's at the core of trust. It's at the core of, of belief of faith is that idea that, you know, it's like, you know, we don't get to know each other, Caesar, unless we sit on and talk. Right. Mm -hmm, right. Unless you, unless you, you know, and we, at some, maybe we don't at first say, Oh yeah, here's what I, here's all the sins I struggle with. Right. But but maybe over a period of time, you find something, you, you become, you learn to trust me and trust that you can say, tell me something and that I'm not going to reprimand you or get, you know, I mean, I mean, think of all the numbers. Yeah, I like know parents, you long right? enough. I'm definitely not telling you anything. <laughs> Keep that just to me and Caesar. You're, you're out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out. I'm the out. Well, what is it? What? Cause I'm a preacher. You're discriminating now. What's going on with this? What do you think? I'm going to tell, I'm going to tattle on you and tell God. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I think you have a closer relationship than I, it's just like, Hey, you know, since I'm a preacher, I just have this, you know, direct connect and you right. really don't. So I, mean, <laughs> I try, but, but that's, that's the foundation of it. The foundation is relationships, right? It's yeah. the same way we, we, you know, we try to disciple people is, is we, we, we build the discipleship on the foundation of the relationship. And this is what I was teaching kids at camp too, is they were like, you know, you, you always have this, these makes me laugh. You, you have, sometimes you get one kid that gets baptized, right? And then you have this whole chain of kids. They want to get baptized. You know, they're emotional and they're on a, you know, a spiritual high. Right. And so they are, they're all up at the pool and it's like one after another. I remember one year we had like 10 or 12 baptisms up there at camp and it was just like, boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, what's going on? How like, many this year? Uh, we had one this year. Okay. Um, and we would add another one, but I talked him out of it because that's really cool though. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, even one that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, he's, he was a kid in my cabin and, uh, you know, he'd been, I guess he'd been thinking about, it. he was, he was kind of one of the ones I was a little worried about, you know, was, uh, thinking like, yeah, he's, he's probably gonna go off and kind of do his own thing and, you know, get sucked in by the world. Just, you know, from what I'd known about him and what I'd talked to him about and the way that he speaks and I'm going, yeah, he's not, he's not inclined to this. And then he just out of the blue surprised me. Um, and, and was baptized. And then his brother, I think that same, that same night, I think it was Friday night, the same night he was like, I think I want to get baptized. And I'm like, what, what does baptism change in your life right now? You know, this is the question I asked him and he's like, well, I could be better this, better this. I mean, like you can be better this, better that right now. You don't need to be baptized to do those things. And so the emphasis was that the emphasis was discipleship, right? Discipling somebody, you know, discipleship is about learning who Jesus is and learning what he desires in your right. life and learning, you know, what it is that he expects from you as a believer, understanding that you're not going to be perfect, which is why I say, you know, baptism is along the lines of, 
it's it's along the lines of it's in the same box as sanctification. It's a process. It's a journey. Sure. Um, well, I mean, and and going back to Abraham on that, it was just kind of a similar thing, right? Yeah. Because the it was the promise first, and then then the act. Sure. Yeah. Right. And it, it takes both of those, right? Right. Um, but you had one first, and then the other. It's it's kind of like okay, yeah, I I do believe this is what's right, and there's right. there's a there's a period of time where there's stuff yeah. going on, and then you realize what you're what you're really believing in, what yeah. you're really committing to. Well, it's like discipleship is like dating, right? You date to get to know if you're gonna if you're gonna commit to that person in a relationship, and that's the way I explain it to people is. You know, you're when you're becoming when you're learning of Jesus, you're learning who you're going to get into a relationship with, right? You're learning is this person is is Jesus credible? Is Jesus fulfill his promises? Does he you know act the way that he says he does? Um, is he hypocritical? Because that's the other side of the coin that people attack. Well, you know, the Bible's full of you know hypocrisy, and I'm like, dude, you guys are crazy, um, you know, because they do what every other religious person has done and they go cherry pick verses out of the Bible that have nothing to do with each other, but they never look at the context. Right. Right. And it's the same problem we run into everywhere. So, so discipleship is about learning who you're getting into a relationship with. It's about dating. Um, it's like dating. And, and if you don't, and it's the same way in, in relationships, you know, you find a mentor or somebody that's important to you, somebody that you look up to, you, spend time with them in order to get to know them. And at some point you're going to trust what they say and what they do. And, and that's part of the, you know, like, why should we believe God? Well, you won't believe God if you don't have a relationship with him, right. you know, right. you won't believe, you won't believe what he tells you to do. Cause I think there's a lot of people that believe in God, right? They do. They believe that there's an intelligent designer, a, a creator, higher power, a higher power but they don't believe God. Right. In other words, like they won't, because they don't believe God, they don't change aspects of their life in order mm -hmm. to become what God expects them to become. That's deep right there on that one. Honestly, like, yeah, cause that's very true. You know, everybody, <laughs> you can ask the most randomest person. Everybody will tell you that, Oh yeah, I believe on something higher. I believe yeah. in this. But when you start reading the Bible and then it tells you, you know, a certain lifestyle per se, you should yeah. follow. Yeah. Uh, I'll follow that lifestyle and I'll follow this part, but I don't think I'm going to go ahead and take this part either. You start picking and choosing yeah. it's like you shouldn't. And then that's where we come to like back to this topic. Why should we believe? Well, you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, does God have the credit? Does, is, is God credible enough for us to believe him? Right. But again, that starts with the relationship. It starts with discipleship. It starts with learning who Jesus is and why Jesus did what he did. And, and it, and it takes, you know, it takes humility to, to, it takes humility to really say, you know what? I don't have it all figured out and I need to learn from somebody. I, I who want knows to it. learn is another thing. I want, I want, to, want learn. to learn. Yeah, exactly. It's becoming a student. That's what the word disciple means. It means student or learner, you know? So ultimately it comes around to, it's like, well, I mean, a lot of people just aren't interested yeah. in learning yeah. it because they're more interested in the sin that they have in their life, mm -hmm. that they know that, well, if I actually follow the book, I'm going to have to actually change what I'm doing. I can't. And I, can't, I like I what to, I'm doing. Right. Yeah. But I like what I'm doing. And then you start creating your own God and saying, <laughs> well, actually Jesus is like this, yeah. right? Which happens a lot when you look at like any of the right stuff now. on YouTube yeah, where they're right. like, you find all these churches that are just really far out there. Yeah. And they're, 
doing all kinds of LGBTQ stuff. You make it just think, not yeah, appropriate. Those things are like, are you like serious? Yeah. Well, deception. That's how how did, whole, it's it's hard to interpret I mean, this to that way. Yeah. Like, oh my right. gosh. Yeah. How did you twist it? And then you look at what they're saying and you're like, you're just wanting to create a God that works with what you want it to be. Right. Instead of actually reading it and going, oh, even though this is what was written 2000 years ago, it still applies today. I'm yeah. still doing the same thing that they were doing back then. I'm no better yep. than they are. And recognizing the fact that, hey, wait a minute, uh, I might be going down the same path they were, and this is what happened. So yeah, I mean, maybe even, I'll stay away from it. Yeah. Jesus even sources that problem. He says, if anyone wants to follow after me, he must deny himself, right? Deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. In other words, you're dying to yourself, right? The selfishness is really the root of the problem. It's the same thing we see with the rich young ruler, right? The rich young ruler, he comes to Jesus and he says, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus tells him, you know, have you kept this? Have you done these things all from my youth? He says, and then Jesus says, one thing you lack, sell all your position possessions and follow me. And it says that he walked away. Sorrowful. Yeah, that, that's about, that's always a scene and in I'm, every movie that I, I see with Jesus is that yeah. part right there. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, well, like, I mean, it's, it's one of the, you kind of have to, well, the way I kind of look at it a little bit mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, it's, he also says, you know, you're not part of the world. Don't, don't be of the world, mm -hmm. right? You're not, not right. supposed to be in it, right? Yeah. And so there's a lot of times where stuff's going on. You're like, man, this is crazy. Like, really, this movie is just insane. You're like, wait a minute. I shouldn't yeah. even be here. This is, this is not even good. Right. Right. You know, listen to the radio and you even, you know, today I was listening to the talk radio and this crazy commercial comes on. What's this? Why am I putting this in my brain? Click. I'm done with you. Yeah. Right. But I mean, that it takes a while to get to that point where you're like, I don't need that in my life. I don't need to be part of this. Yeah. Right. You know, and you can actually see it from a different angle where like the rich young ruler, he's, he's still in the world. He's right. not... He's not thinking right. about... Did he believe God? <laughs> I think he did. He just didn't want to, right? Yeah, he didn't want to we do what he was to asking. That. Yeah, but that's But that. that's the same That's the same kind of idea, right? Is that we, you know, we believe in God, right? The rich young ruler believed that Jesus was the Messiah, and he knew that Jesus had the answer to this question, and yet he still was, no, my will, not thy will. Yeah, you know? yeah. That, so, that's what happens at the end of the at the end of the story for all of us, right? That's right. Yeah, and 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 that's not to say you know, I mean, this, those stories are built to help us see ourselves within the narrative of scripture, right? right. So, do I fit the 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 part of you know Peter where he says, "No, Lord, you're not going to die." Like, how could you die? Or do I fit the part of Judas where I'm the one continually betray, you know, I betrayed Jesus. I handed him over or am I, you know, the rich young ruler where I'm not willing to give up my, my, my things in order to follow Jesus. Right. Like what, what am I, what am I willing and un unwilling to do as someone who claims to follow Jesus? That's what it comes down to at the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How much do you have faith do you have and believe? Yeah. It's believing. It's believing. Yeah. Do I believe God? Do I really believe God? Is believe the question. what he says. Yeah. Do I believe what he tells me? You know, and it, it could be, you know, it could be something, you know, that happens in your life and he could, you know, it could be a tragedy. It could be a, a hardship in your marriage or, 
you know, one of your closer friendships and something happens and, you know, maybe there's a lesson or, or something behind what has happened in your life that, that God is trying to teach you, that God is trying to tell you like, Hey, don't do that. Like, that's a dumb idea. Well, sometimes you know? That's what happens. That's how you get to these points. And that's how you start believing more on what God says is uh, sometimes certain scenarios, certain things happen in one's life that makes you rethink things. You know, we yeah. hear the stories all the time about, you know, um, you know, ex-convicts coming out of jail and then they're all big time Jesus followers now, but yeah. they've had a very um, interesting rough. life. Yeah. Rough life. Rough life. Yeah. Some of it, a lot of it was their choice. You know, a lot of it was their choice, but when you meet them after, you know, they've accepted the Lord, they have a different demeanor mm -hmm. to them, you know, but not just yeah. them though. It's just us general. Like myself, for example, I, I, I just feel happier. Yeah. That's my thing. Yeah. I was more anxious. There's comfort in things it. Like right? There's it. comfort in, in, in following Jesus and there's comfort in, in knowing that, that God's got your back. Yeah. When it doesn't always have to go through things the jail go thing. It can go through a health scare, yeah. a health scare that makes you rethink certain things sure. and start making you be open, having a bigger open mind to yeah. things, you know, uh, yeah. right. makes you believe more and makes you want to seek out. Right. The, the higher truth because you may like I said the health scare was mine and I'm like okay I'm scared of death now yeah yeah. so now well, I mean the, the fear of God awakening. is the beginning of knowledge yeah right? exactly so that, because of the, yeah because I started thinking what if I die and there's a God and then oh my goodness and mm. then that's what led me down the rabbit hole and then eventually like I, I was already getting there anyways yeah. I was going to church already before my little health scare so I was already yeah. slowly getting you know converted but let's just say that that kind of accelerated it a little yeah. bit more for me i think you told me what that was before but i can't remember off yeah. the top of my head uh-huh um but yeah that's but that, that was you know sometimes god uses those things to get us closer to him yeah right because yeah. like my, my instance was like you know i was i was a i was very much a doer i i wanted to go do things i wanted to help people i wanted to teach people about jesus and and i knew in my life that it was important to pray but i really prayed you know i was just always doing stuff reading scripture trying to teach people about jesus and then i come into this ministry and it's like god brought me to my knees and taught me how to talk to him through that experience right yeah so so now it's, it's different it's like i have because i went through that struggle and i went through it with him that it's different now because I I totally rely on that power. Yeah. But going to today's world, today's youth, you know, sometimes yeah. it's hard because you have to, if you're talking to a 16 year old, sometimes unless their parents or someone is not influencing them in the church, they have no interest. Yeah. They don't even have a second thought about this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes well, I, think, them, I think a lot of the, kids nowadays this is my thought right i really don't know but i would my thought is that you know evolution has just been pushed ever since you're in you know the in kindergarten right in, in kindergarten it's right and it's and it's always you know millions of years ago millions of years ago when dinosaurs roamed the earth right good guess it's like okay well where are you coming up with this stuff? Right. Right. And so when you're little, you don't, you don't know to question Well, because that. it's logical, Justin. That's right. why it's logical. Sure. Sure. And see, they got away <laughs> from all of this stuff because in the, I, I remember when I was young, the Pledge of Allegiance says one nation under God, invisible and liberty, just for, okay, now they took out the God part. So this is the thing. When you're a kid, you have that question that you can always go to your mom and dad. What's God? Yeah. Who is God? Right. Yeah. But now they're trying to take God so much out that, 
they don't even know what God is. And if yeah. your parents are not even involved in the church, they are just with their own thoughts, you yeah. know? And then eventually, I don't know how, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't even know how they would come across God. Some Something would have yeah. to happen. They, someone has to come across their life right. with some kind of message, some kind of scenario that will make them wonder. Well, hopefully one God? of those kids listens to this podcast. Yeah. Right? right. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the whole idea is to reach out and try to get somebody who hasn't heard. and Before it gets too late, you know, because yeah. I, we don't, I, God forbid, you know, it's a, it eventually comes to a 25, 26 year old who's already had a rough life with drugs and oh, everything yeah. because he's never been influenced to God. Because mm-hmm. if you get, if you're able to speak to someone at a young age when, you know, peer pressure and all of these things going on in your young teens because you all you think about and all that's being pushed out is party, do this and this and that instead of being, you know, any kind of other better influence, a better route. Yeah. It's all it comes down to the decisions you make, right? And when you have that influence in your life that allows you that that makes you think about the decisions you are making. Right. Right. Like I like I've like I've said before, I grew up with good morals and values and my parents taught me things. My dad taught me boundaries and he told me, you know, what I mean, I still at times in my life prior to following Jesus pushed those things. But but that but that upbringing allowed me to make decisions that pushed me in a in the right direction. Right. And, and there are some that don't have that, right. They don't have a dad. that that They don't have a dad to say, Hey, look, that's a stupid idea. Or like, Hey, you're grounded for a week. You shouldn't have done that. You know? And that's, you know, or, you know, somebody to put in their mind that, Hey, like, that's not a good idea. Like if you make that choice, it's like, you know, we always, you know, we talk with teens. It's like, you know, uh, you know, we've heard parents in the sense like, you know, don't have sex till you get married. And because it's a sin, but it's really not good enough, right? Like it's really not good off to say, it's like, don't do it because God said, right? It's, it, you have to tell them what the consequences are of doing something like that, right? So the consequences could be, you know, you have a child and you're not married to that person or you haven't committed your life to that person. And now you have the complications of trying to figure out how to raise that child. And and I would even say that having a, you know, getting pregnant isn't a reason to get married, but, but having a child now complicates that relationship. It's like, Oh, was I really meant to be this person? And then you're, you're kind of contemplating that part of life. Like, did I make the right decision? Life just gets harder. So, but if I had had on that understanding of like, Hey, you know, um, you know, like my mom, my mom, you know, was always really good about, you know, trying to remind me of like, Hey, if you do this, this is going to happen. Like, I've been through life. You should listen. Right. But we never do. No, I get right close to the edge and I'd look over and sometimes I jump. Sometimes I'd be like, no, I'm good. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm fine. It's the old like, stove. Don't touch the stove fire story. You right. Touch it. You have to yeah. you go through with it. Yeah. I think it would be great though. Like somehow again, coming back to the younger generation is that have someone with the Bible verse and, you know, let's teach things like it says here in the Bible, such and such right. and such. And this is why we shouldn't do this. This is why you should wait yeah. to marriage. Right. To Give them a reason things. why. These are, this is the reasons it states here, but kids are smart. Dude. Well, I mean, it's really, I mean, the, the answer to, I mean, especially the, with the technology, they're super smart. They can look at these things yeah. like in the blink of an eye. It's sure. just, Giving them the the yeah, they, just need, the, they need the real reason as to why not to do those things. So right? my thing right. would be to them: look it up, and then please come talk to me. Yeah, come to, look it up on your Google or or whatever you want to use to look it up. Yeah, get your own opinion and come speak with me. And yeah. then we're gonna look at what the Bible says, 
and then we're going to yeah. come with a decision. Or we're going to look at what Matthew says or Mark says, or, because, yeah. you know, the, you know, that, right. that has been kind of, that's kind of overused. The Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says, that's what I'm saying. It's not good enough for kids to go, Oh, the Bible says no. Like we have to bring the humanity out of scripture and look, Paul right. wrote, it takes, he told us that. Well, it takes, like, I mean, the, just the topic of, um, Marriage, sexual relations outside of marriage yeah. is very complex. Right. Right. I mean, you have to have, you have to, you can't just say, well, Mark says, or well, Peter says. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's like, okay, you kind of have to go all the way back, all the way back to uh, Genesis. Sure. And then, we're, and, okay, and you can go through each one, and you, but it's so, such a long process of yeah. explaining why right. God made it that way. Why did he say it was this way? Why did he want it that way? It's not something you can answer in two yeah. seconds. It's not, it's not, no. oh, well, you know, Jesus said, right? No, it's way more complex than that. Right. right. And if your worldview is, is if, you know, if you have, a, I don't like this phrase either, but I have a biblical worldview, right? If you have a, if you have a, if you have a divine worldview, if you have a lens that looks through the eyes of God and you say, okay, like, we would we would define sin as things that hurt me or hurt others, right? Something that that hurts myself or hurts others, right? Because sin is the idea of missing the mark, right? Like God has set a standard; He wants us to walk a certain line, but we know that we're not going to walk that certain right. line, right? Sin is just an archery term; it means to you know means to miss the bullseye is basically what it what it comes down to, right? But the wages of sin is death, right? So if you miss the mark and you don't have Jesus, that's your you're wage. not making it. That's right. your wage, that's right? Your wage, and, and so that's that's what I'm saying is like, do we? Do we really, if, if we, if we just listened and stopped thinking we could do things our own way all the time and that we don't need anything, you know, we probably make a lot better decisions. Go, okay. All right, God, like, what should I do here? You know? But even because as, as adults, I mean, I know we're saying that we're not all perfect and eventually we all sin and we're still going to keep sinning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But at the, least the, the goal is to try not to. to right? Exactly. Right. That's what I was going to say too. The goal is try yeah. not to, but it's, I can never pronounce this word, but it's an inevitable, 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 inevitable. One. Yeah. <laughs> never, ever have I ever, never have I ever been able to pronounce that word correctly, right. but you should practice. That could be a really yeah. cool, like one of these times we're on the podcast, you're just going to say that right word. we be like, yeah. you know, we're going to do right. Oh, oh no, that's sorry, the wrong word. Oh, inevitable. Yeah, but it's inevitable. We're going to, and then that's the thing is that yes, the goal is to try not to. So that's the reason why we should read the Bible, believe what the God is saying, and then yeah. it helps when you have a a, a strong foundation and have sure. people like, for example, us who who are trying to you know hey, lead we're not by perfect. example. And we'll we're not. No. Like, as I said, we're gonna do it. But yeah. you know, at the same time, is that sometimes you know it helps to have support to try to try not to commit the sin at right, the end of the day. Right, right. And that's what we would say grace was for too. Grace is for those who are trying not to sin and mess up. Yeah. Right. That concept, that idea of grace, it's not, you know, and when we got this idea in the church that, you know, you sin, you're out, you repent, you're in, right? You know, if you sin, you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out. And that's not how it works. Right. right? The idea is like, you go back to first John chapter three and verse four and five, he says, that the practice, he talks about the practice of sin, the practice of lawlessness, right? 
versus the idea of like, hey, you messed up, like where, where we would see or look at in, you know, Romans chapter six or seven, where it's just like, I'm, I'm trying not to God, I'm trying not to mess up. I'm trying to do the right things. I'm trying to walk the line, but I don't have the strength sometimes. Right. And Amen. God, I need you to help me. Right. Like, like I need you to forgive me. Right. right. And then there's the person that says, was like, I don't care. You know, eh, like, I don't care. God's going to forgive me. God will forgive me. You know, and then they end up on this course of life. Like, I, you know, I've, I've had friends that were baptized and, you know, they just, they're there for three weeks and they walk away. I always talk about this because it's so trippy to me mm-hmm. that somebody could make that commitment in their life and then go, eh, not that important. Right. Like, eh, not that big a deal. Like it is a big deal. And the fact that you didn't count the cost before you did that tells me something about your character too. Right. And it would tell me, you know, it's like, I, I know people, uh, I know a friend of mine, good, for, uh, good friend of mine for a long time. You know, I brought him, I brought him to, to, church and you know he studied with the preacher and he was baptized and he was there for three weeks and he walked off into a life of sin and getting some girl knocked up and was a raging alcoholic and pothead and i'm just like what happened dude like how did that you know so that's the difference between the practice of sin and then messing up and sinning and which is Mm -hmm. i think you know if you mess up god you know you don't you don't that's where god's great grace covers it when you're living a life of sin and you're saying i'm okay and i'm i'm fine yeah i can do whatever i want it's no big right yeah well i mean okay so one of the things that i i really liked about the old uh the old testament is it kind of goes through multiple people who have had that issue right even king david had that problem with sin or just keeps coming back and coming back and then solomon obviously but one of the ones that i really like is hezekiah right so Hezekiah did what was right in the eyes of God, but then at the end of his life when he's dying, and he's 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 um, he's about to die, the prophet comes to him and he says, "Hey, you know, put your put your house in order. You're not you're not going to live." And so Hezekiah prays to God, and God grants him basically 15 more years to his life. Wow! Right? But then what happens is he forgets what God has done. And he starts showing off all of his money and whatever to the king of Babylon. And mm-hmm. so then God says, okay, well, you did this. It's We're done, right? Yeah. And so it's like he, he clearly, he was on his deathbed. He's about to die. He, The prophet comes to him, hey, man, get your house in order. You're done. Hezekiah prays. God meets with Hezekiah and says, okay, since you've wept in my presence, I'll let you live 15 more years, right? So he gives him 15 more years of life. And then he just turns around and walks away from it. Like, and it's so hard to... I'm so intrigued. And what happens after? Oh, sorry. I could tell you. Yes. He dies, right? So Wait, wait, wait. No. <laughs> okay, but God gave him 15 more years. So does he live the extra 15 years and then that's it? Yeah, or? so what happens is this, right? The oh, so, so I told you that he shows Babylon all of his stuff. That's what happens. So I, Isaiah the prophet went to the king, Isaiah, and said to him, what did these men say to you and where did they come from? Uh, right. And Hezekiah says, they came from a country from Babylon. And he said, what have they seen in your house? Hezekiah answers, they've seen all that is in my house. There's nothing among my treasures, my treasures that I have not shown them. Right. So he's saying, it's all me. Right. That's what happened. Mm. He's showing all these other people. This is what I did. He's not giving the glory to God. Right. Mm. Okay. And so he's saying, uh, let's see where we have. Blah, blah, blah. Then Isaiah says to Hezekiah, hear the word of the Lord. Behold, the days are coming when all that is in your house 
and your fathers have accumulated until this day shall be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, says the Lord. And they shall take from you whom you will beget, and they shall uh, be and uh, eunuchs in the place of the king of Babylon. And so Hezekiah said to the Lord, the word of the Lord, you have spoken is good. What he said, will there not, there, will there not be peace and truth in the, le- in the last of my days? So he's like, well, it's not my problem. My son's going to have to deal with it. Is that what he said? That's what Hezekiah said. Yeah. Mm. Right. So like, it's a total, it's very interesting. Cause I mean, like Hezekiah, the way that, that he, uh, you know, was doing right for the Lord. And then towards the end of the life, it just kind of crumbles. Right. And towards and, the end of his life. Yeah. Hezekiah's yeah. life. Yeah. His, his life starts uh-huh. to go crumbling. And well, I mean, it was good. It was good up until he's on his deathbed. But then, and the then Lord he weeps and prays. He gets 15 more years. Okay. And then he goes and he starts saying, look at what I did. Yeah. And then he starts messing right. up again. Right. But then that's what I'm saying. Then, and then, then he dies. Right. But, but Sorry, he no. dies in the 15 years though. Right. Right. That he, he got extra. Uh huh. He dies at the end of the 15 but, years. But, the, but at the end of that's the 15 crazy. years too, though, like, his Does son it, comes to power. That's the next story is the son comes to power. Okay. And he's doing wrong in the eyes of the Lord. He doesn't fall in the footsteps of him. So his he father. keeps following the footsteps of his father. Right. And then Babylon comes and takes okay. over and takes everything out of the storehouse, just like Isaiah said. Mm. Because then that was the way of kind of like the Lord punishing for... Right. I, what was his name again? The, Hezekiah. Hezekiah. Not giving the not, glory to God. Not giving yeah. the glory to God. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was just... I mean, it's probably... It's a really good story. It sounds like a good it's story. I'm King, like, Second Kings. You saw me put attention. Uh, I'm like, what is yeah. going on? Well, yeah, like, Second Kings. Man. I mean, so, you know. But, but real quick, I'm sorry, but do we know what happens to Hezekiah afterwards? Like, yeah, when he, he meets dies. the Lord. I know he dies, but does the Lord say, oh, you are going to with the with uh, Satan down there? Or no, no, no. Does it so, say any of that? Well, I mean, okay. Oh, can, can you tell me what <laughs> now you Now you're getting you into a whole bunch of other things, right? Yeah. So, I know, but. So, all right. There's a couple trains of thought on this, and I'm probably completely going to screw it up. I'm sure Sam will tell me that I'm wrong. No, probably, probably. Uh, but he always tells you you're wrong. That's all right. I love it. I love it because it just makes me try to do better, right? So, um, yeah. So it's it's not purgatory. It's the pit. That's what it's referred to as in the Old Testament is the pit. Uh, and people going down to the realm of the dead. That's also described in the Old Testament. That's the pit. That's the pit, right? So okay. it's, it, the pit is technically in, in from what the scriptures say is in the earth, right? Because okay. there's, there's a time in Exodus whenever um, there's uh, a couple of uh, preachers who want to take over what, mm. uh, not what... What's the name of that guy? Gosh, darn it. I don't know. Anyways, anyways, so the guy, God gets upset with them saying, Hey, you can't, you shouldn't be doing what's not ordained for you to be doing. Right. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing these things anyways. So they start trying to burn incense. It's an unauthorized burning. And so, Oh, and then what happens is the, yeah, yeah, thank you. Yes. And so what happens is the, the ground opens up and swallows their, his whole household Uh and closes back up. Right. And so, yeah, it's, it's a realm of the dead is, is, so it's always talked about as like going down into a pit or, uh, something like that. But if you look at what Jesus death, okay. What happens is, is that God, Jesus actually goes to the realm of the dead to save those who could be saved that are there. And then he comes back. Right. 
And so I, a lot of people are probably going to disagree with me on that. That's yeah. fine. Uh, I have some more scriptures to back that up, but does it doesn't change your salvation. <laughs> no, it doesn't yeah, change my salvation at all. So. Right. But, uh, but I do have some scriptures that kind of back up my thought process on this. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, so I think that um, at that time, excuse me, after, at that time, you, you know, once Jesus is done that, it's that portion of it's over. Right, so there's no more the realm of the dead. There's no more of this waiting around for it's those. For those, right? But, but for for us, it's there. N- no, for us, it's this. Once you die, there is no time. Right. Uh huh. So let's say you die right now. Right. Well, right now, then you're waking back up again. Right. In one of those. Or you're asleep. Places. You're asleep, and you won't know the different how long you've been asleep for. You're not going to be in the realm of the dead. You're just asleep. Right. Mm. And then when you wake up. You're either you're uh, you're going to be in the hopefully right oh, yeah. uh, taken up in the first coming of Christ right where he's in the clouds not when he touches the ground when he's in the clouds right and then you go up to the marriage supper where the books are opened and you you all of your sins or whatever you're, you you atone for that judged. and yeah right and so for us those who believe. The judgment's really simple. The book gets open. There's nothing there. Hey, look, your sins are washed away. Come on, let's go have a party, right? Mm. But for those of us who don't believe, yeah, you get the books are opened up. All your sins are there. Let's talk about it, right? Yeah. Let's, I mean, he's a just judge. He has to do what's just and right. I know. Right? And so that that's that's that portion of it. So I can keep going, but I just yeah. don't want to get Life too messy. on this rabbit hole. Follow we'll Jesus. save it for another episode. Yeah, yeah I know. That's a good one. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you can't, you can't live on the premise that you have to be perfect. And that's, you know, I think what you were trying to illustrate is that God has got it covered. Um, yeah. Yeah. Even, even Hezekiah falled, even yeah. David falled, even Solomon well, I love, falled. Right. Yeah. I Everybody mean, I love David's story because he just, he just has every opportunity to, you know, he, he, he just makes life messier when he can, you know, and then, and then he has every opportunity to be redeemed. And I think that's. That's a, it's a great illustration. It's the way he comes on the scene is he's being used by God. And then he's seen as this character that is this big part in this big role in, in the kingdom of Israel. And then he falls and then he comes back and then, you know, God's telling him what to do. And then he becomes king and he just makes things messy. And it, it's the same thing that we deal with, right? Yeah. It's the same thing yeah. we deal with in life. You know, we try to get better, you know, God uses us for something great and then we mess it up. Yeah. That's why I like, yeah. the old, that's why I really like the old Testament. I mean, it's like, uh, it's a lot of what we shouldn't do. Right. There's a lot of in samples that we need to take in and look at and yeah. go, oh, okay, that's what they did. I understand. No, I, I, I get what they did. I understand. I mean, it's not, it's not like a direct one-to-one, oh, you know, this is what's going to happen if that, well, not, not really. But the point being is that it's something that you can definitely learn from. Right. Oh, Caesar's hot. It's, um, I think my wife turned off the air on accident. That's right. Um, I can text her and tell her to turn it back on, but we might be done here in just a few more minutes. <laughs> oh, what, what was the question again? No. I totally forgot the topic. No, I, why should we, why should we believe God? Oh, I mean, we I think we kind of, I think we kind of circled it. I mean, we talked, we, I mean, we circled it good too. And we talked about, you know, the different characters in the Bible that, that didn't believe God and why should we believe God? And and that, uh, the idea of discipleship and what that looks like and why it's important and, you know, the, of course, we always talk about, I talked about Bible camp. I love Bible camp. You guys got to come next year. We got to get everybody up there from our family group and just do a live set. 
at Bible camp. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Wouldn't it be fun? Yeah, no, I think it would be good. Yeah, it'd, it'd be, be good. good. We can get all of them, all of them to hey, listen hey, to your us. Your son is old enough to be in a cabin by himself too. What? Yeah. yeah I don't know if that'd be good. I don't what know. grade's your daughter in? Well, that's, don't ask me that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be second grade. I think. Oh, okay, so she yeah. have to stay in a cabin with your wife, probably. Wait, she's going to be in wife. second grade, right? Or she's yeah, going to be gonna, in third, I think. Uh, the reason I say that is because my son is going into second, and I know Claire's, I think, a year older than yeah. Sebastian. How old is Claire? Like seven. Se- she's currently seven. Currently seven. Right, so when the school year starts, she's going to be in... I'm guessing you have to be in, you have to be 10 or in. Yeah. Again, grade. again, not a question yeah. for me. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's one of the things that Sebastian's going to be seven actually this year. And I think when he goes is, back to school, he's going to be in second. Yeah. See, yeah. see, this is why, this is why there's a better age. half. Yeah. There, yeah. This is why I had there have, there are two halves. Yeah. And <laughs> the other the half become understands. one flesh. Yeah. So I, right. I kind of figured, Hey, some of those things that I'm not good at remembering, at least she can do that. And then I don't have to worry about it anymore. Just go, ah, Better half. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Do you remember uh, yeah. what that means? But, yeah, I have no idea. But I had a conversation with Julia that uh, Claire and Sebastian are very close in age. I yeah. They're maybe like a yeah. year apart. Yeah. 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 But it, but it's fun, man. Uh, when we go on, I mean, I took, uh, we went to winter camp last year in 2022. Um, you know, I took four or five boys and we hiked, you know, three or four miles back on this hot shot trail that just went up the side of the mountain in the middle of the rain. And so we do fun stuff like that. And they have, you know, things like archery and they have team games and they have, you know, all sorts of things. You're constantly going, you're going all day, um, except for maybe a couple hours at free time. And then they have a big snack shack thing open and that's a lot of fun. And uh, then they have campfire at night, which I was thinking about, you know, I've been trying to write some comedy. I'm not very good at it, but I've been trying, you know, um, and I had this idea, this funny idea was, uh, you know, you do a, uh, like a staff, you know, like the night before all the campers come, you get all the staff in the cafeteria and you do a, uh, you do a, a comedy show called things you can't say in front of campers. Um, and you kind of, you know, tell, I, I don't know, I'm going to figure it out, but it sounds fun. And I don't really know if I want to do it yet. How many but, cabins is there? Oh, there's a ton. There's uh seven on the boys' side, ten on the girls' side. How many people fit in each cabin? Uh, depends how big the camp is. Um, like I had fifteen boys in my cabin. Fifteen boys. Fifteen or six. Every bed was taken. See, I'm the coolest. Ca- I'm, yeah, I'm the coolest cabin leader on campus. You know. So I could, you know, everybody wants to be in my cabin. The other oh, poor you were cabin the coolest, leader. you said. Yeah, I think oh, so, at least. Okay, okay. Everybody wants to be in my cabin because, you know, as long as you're responsible, I'm not like a you got to do this and they got to be this way. And I'm just kind of like, Hey, You're not a drill sergeant. No, everybody up at six, 5 a.m. working I for a run. I doubt that answer. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Oh, no way. Four bro. o'clock this morning. We're going to get up. We're going to do a hundred pushups. Get ready. Yeah. No, that's not me. Cause I'm not up at four o'clock. In fact, I'm probably out <laughs> late. I'm probably out that late. Uh, sometimes. No, not really. But yeah, it's a blast. It's a good, cool. and then, you know, at the end of, you know, of course you're, you know, we know, everybody there so you're talking to people catching up on people catching up on people's problems catching up on their life struggles trying to figure out how to help them praying with them teaching them things talking to things like this whole last week i was just teaching guys how to write sermons how to you know build a structure that allows them to engage with their audience and you know how to give application and that kind of things i just love that i just have such a good time trying to help them organize what they're going to say because Part of the morning talks is like, it's all, it's all campers. The morning, you know, they do a morning worship service. And so they have some songs and they have, 
you know, some prayers and they have a little talk and they give those usually to the older campers, which I think is really cool. Uh, sounds good. But yeah. I got to teach him. And we had one guy who I think never, this is the plug for going there, right? Yeah, is this is the plug this for is? there. Yeah. And then we had one guy, he he was just baptized a couple months ago, never done a uh, I talk. think you should do that commercial really quick for what it. commercial? Yeah. Wait, I don't think I have the music. Oh, no. But I do have Sam saying this. Nerds! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Uh, wait, what is this one? Nothing. That, it that turned us turned off. Turned everything off. Turned yeah. everything off. All right, we're back. Um, you know, we could sound like we're in a coffee shop now. You know, that'd be kind of cool. We could turn it way down like this. Well. Well, cool. I don't know if we answered the question, though. Did yeah. you? Did you, Did you get the answer? I wanted well, to get a little more in depth on your, your answer a little bit, but I mean... We did a lot. Yeah, we did. Well, hey, if you're uh, listening and you have why? questions or comments. Huh? Uh, Sorry. You're not listening. I wasn't. No, I was, I, we were having our own little conversation here. I had a conversation. You're not involved. Hold on. I'm going to whisper over here. Okay. Why? <laughs> <laughs> there it was. No, we were, I was just going back to the very beginning. I know you don't yeah. want to. Or maybe we just are out of time. We have a, we've been in here an hour and 11 minutes. I'm okay. sure we're going to trim some of this down. There, that's that's a fine. long time. There is my, not, my, no time limit. My question to you was, okay, you, you felt like it was the right time. You felt right. like, okay. Yes. So what do you say? To the, how did you describe that? How did you decide, yeah, that was God and not just how I felt? I think I felt it was God because you get this. There's It's a... It's a f- because I've also prayed on it. I've also prayed on it and I said, God, you know, give me a sign. Talk to me. Give me a feeling. Give me a, a, a some kind of encouragement, a nudge. And I believe in it. I really do. Because when I hear the word and I, and I hear certain things being said and I start feeling emotional inside, you know, I've, I kind of want to believe that it's like the Holy Spirit or something like that. Is it like, a, do you get a feeling of peace? Yeah, because... I can honestly say that after I've accepted Jesus and I've tried to get more involved and I start trying mm-hmm. to get to know God, I felt happier, more peaceful inside. And my brain yeah. is not, you know, trying to debunk everything I'm hearing and be like, no, I don't believe that. Oh, you know, I used to be one of those that I used to listen to it. And when, if you try to debunk the theory, I'm like, yes, there's the proof I needed to debunk the theory. I'm, I'm going along with that. <laughs> that was the smoking so, gun. Yeah. Right there. So now, the silver bullet. And now when I hear the debunks, I'm like, I hope you find Jesus because I don't believe that's true anymore. <laughs> because <laughs> I hide your heart. Bless your, bless your heart, child. Yeah. yeah. Because it's just, like I said, I just mm-hmm. feel a belief inside. I feel... There's that. It's not. There's and that you're voice, fire, dude. There's I that mean, voice that you talk yeah. about inside that you think that's the little person that's talking to you. Yeah. And then there's that other voice inside that you just know it when it's your heart, your mind, your butt, your your stomach. Oh, for sure. Your, your sight. Yeah. Your when you have a vision and you're so focused on it that there's no nothing nobody can say to you that makes you think another way. That's how I feel right now about God and that Jesus awesome. is our savior and that. Yes, there is no way but through him. Yes, yeah. because it, like now I'm at that point where I don't care what anybody try to debunk it. Tell me I'm an idiot. I don't care. I am so yeah. laser focused right now that this is the way. Yeah, and and I feel extremely happy. 
I feel the difference in my life. I don't curse as much anymore. I'm still yeah. working on that. Nobody's yeah. perfect. Me too. But it has gone drastically, tremendously just ask my down. Campers. Tremendously, <laughs> tremendously yeah. the opposite direction. And and I just feel well, I just feel that I'm right. That's <laughs> I awesome. feel that I, I'm, yeah. I'm there. Yeah, I mean in 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 on the swearing thing, it's just it's one of those things where you if if you look at it from the third person at what you're doing. Yeah. Right? is that the perception that I want to give other people? Even though it might not be, you know, a specific word, right? But if you think about like, okay, is that what I want my son or daughter to to strive to be like that. Mm, yeah, yeah. Right. So that, that's, that's kind of what I'm in my mind, what I do to try and get myself to, to be better at it. Right. right? Yeah. Cause yeah. it's just something that you have to struggle with. I think. Yeah. And then give yeah. it, it's just, it's the, the, expression it's just of the way you think of things too. Times. The yeah. way you think of things too, though, I used to have certain thoughts in my head that now I'm like, I, I, I can't even think that way anymore. Yeah. Those, yeah. You just those. realize you're like, what's that doing there? No, 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 no. Yeah. Is, like, we're not no, doing that. Yeah. Get we're out not of doing here. that. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out of here. I don't need <laughs> that. Get some, out of here. Some say like it might be like, I don't know, you, you, you change as a person, but I believe it. I am changing as a person, but I'm changing because of God. God is changing right. me into right. the better right. version yeah. of myself, right. the right. version that I am supposed to be. Yep. Exactly. That's where we're all, that's where we're all, if you let him, he will. Yeah. And, and I've said it in my prayers. I've actually yeah. said, like, I'm not going to lie. I said, God, please take control of this wheel because I'm heading towards a cliff Yeah, <laughs> and I need you to take cruise control and drive yeah. this thing. I'm driving towards this cliff at 120 miles an hour. And I know reason, I am and I just can't seem to turn the wheel. For some reason, there's no steering wheel. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, you're help. driving a Tesla. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dang it. That's the problem. Yeah, oh. no. So AI, so coming back to that, like, that's why, I, that's why I believe. Awesome. I, yeah. Thank you for answering yeah. that. Cause that was, a, that was something I was, I was trying to circle back around to you, but then I just got distracted. Yeah. And, 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 and I still have bad thoughts, you know, here and there, but it helps when everybody I, does. Yeah. But that's what I, it helps that I, I've, I've began to read my Bible. Yeah. That's the whole point of what we're doing. Yeah. Here. We're, we're, we're the bad few, man. Well, this I think, I think, I think, uh, I think for the next episode, you should tell me what, who's Hezekiah's son and what did he do? Uh, Cause that's not that good. hard. That's like, not even like a chapter. Oh, wow. You can do it. Okay. It's Second uh, Kings 21. Second Kings 21. All right. Challenge to the audience. If you're listening, we don't have any watching yet because we don't have any cameras. We'll get there. But we'll, we'll get, get there. there. Yeah. Budget's tight. But, uh, <laughs> but right now, but, but for the time being, we do appreciate whoever yeah, listening to it. Yeah, in the comments. However you message. may be listening to yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, if you got Ask all the way this questions, far, wherever yeah. you may be listening. And yeah. for those of you who do know me personally, you know, feel free to send me a text message. Uh, or I don't care. What was that number you give out the church number? Uh, oh yeah, what's the oh yeah yeah you can text the church number to five five nine two four three four eight eight three. One yep. more time. Five five nine two two three four four eight eight three. I say it two four three. See now so. you're in love again. How about one last time? The third chart. Third <laughs> five five nine. That's a nine. Yeah. Okay. Two three four four eight eight. Three. Awesome. There so go. there you go. Now we'll you can dial it up right away. <laughs> so if anybody listening, you're interested yeah, in hey, uh, and go us follow questions. us on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, go follow us on Instagram. Insta. Go follow cube. us on uh on uh, Instagram threads. We're on Instagram threads now. That's and go cool. like our Facebook page. We're That's on Facebook cool. too. Yeah, yeah we got a really it, cool logo. Yeah, and lastly nice. that, that number yeah. that Nick just gave out, you know, just uh go We're ahead, feel free to tax it. 
text it, text it, yeah. <laughs> text it. Yes, yeah, you know, send number. us, yeah. uh, send us any send kind of your questions, you know, comments. Yeah, <laughs> we'll probably give you a different number next time. Yeah, but for, for now, your questions. But for now, just you can text that one. Um, or you, you can comment. You That'd can, be cool. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Drop a, in the comments, drop a comment. Start, start yeah. some conversations. But the please go cool. follow us on Instagram. The dot back dot pew. Um, you'll see us. We got a black and red BP logo. Looks pretty sick. Yeah, it's pretty uh, rad. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. We got a reel now. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, I know. it was a really good job. I was like, I had this, you know, vision in my mind about how I was going to do, and then it just like it was like it's like a godsend. It's good. So, yeah, we're rocking and rolling. Facebook, Instagram, we're on Threads. We're not on YouTube yet, but we need to put some stuff. We need to get ready to put some stuff on YouTube. We gotta. We'll get there. We gotta figure it out. I did figure out. Well, I'll tell you guys later. But anyways, uh, thank you, thank you for listening. Thank yep. Thank you for yeah, listening. I'm here again with. We have what you're pointing at me. Am yeah. I supposed to say yeah, something? Your name. To say, oh, say your I'm name. Say my name. Say yeah. my name. Say my name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, grace, mercy, and peace to you through uh, God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. I'm Justin Taylor. <laughs> to follow, and like I was just expecting him to say his name, and I was no. like, uh, I don't have a quote ready or a scripture or anything. Uh, sorry about so that. So I'm just gonna sign out by just saying, this is Caesar. Um, I am like the least experienced here, but. You know, I, I am gaining knowledge and I am actually truly blessed to be here with uh, Nick and Justin who are remarkable in, in, in the yeah. word. And, you know, I, I, I am thankful for them. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Man. Appreciate <laughs> it. Again, this is uh, Nick, Justin and Caesar, and we're signing off. Ciao. Hey everybody, thanks again for listening to the Backview Podcast. My name's Nick, along with Justin and Caesar, and that was the second episode that you just listened to. We hope you enjoyed it, and if you want to stay up to date uh, on what we're doing uh, in the weekly episodes we're dropping on Friday, go ahead and hit that plus button. And also, we're on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram. You can go like our pages and stay up to date, watch clips. Thanks again for listening and taking the time to do that. We'll see you next week.